0: Rock 1069.
1: And welcome to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9, where you have another opportunity, multiple actually, to win yourself a $1,000 with our workday double pay. 610 this morning will be the first time we pass out a keyword, joined every morning by Matthew Fantone. Buddy, before we get to you and find out how you were and yeah. how, how you did and yeah. all those things from yesterday, yeah. uh, you know, there are many, many people that work at a radio station. Yeah. Okay. Now, you hear about us. You know of us. But there are people behind uh, you know, the scenes that make you know, a bunch of this stuff that you hear possible. And without boring you with all the stuff that actually went down, like some computer stuff went down last night. And, and it was looking like, like a huge portion of this and all things radio coming out of this building were going to be very difficult to do. And a couple of people who aren't normally up at four o'clock in the morning had to get up at four o'clock in the morning, come in here, and they did it. We're back to full system, everything at full power. We have everything ready to go, and I just want to thank you know Ellen and Megan back there. Thank you guys so much for getting up early, coming in VIP of the day for sure. Actually, Megan, once upon a time was like employee. She was employee of the the year, year. yeah. Right? Okay. Well, she nailed it today. All right. So employee of the year came through in the clutch. Thank you, ladies, both for coming in early and. Uh, making sure we're able to broadcast this morning. We appreciate it.
2: Now, I totally want to, uh, you know, piggyback on that. Dude, thank you both so much. It's it's greatly appreciated. But I like how when it comes to getting up early, if somebody has to get up early and like, See,
1: you were good on just like, (laughs) hey,
2: thanks. (laughs) If somebody has to get up early, like, oh my god, I gotta get up at five. They make such a martyr of themselves. They make such a oh, look at me, I've been up so early. If I stay up till midnight, nobody's patting me on the back. Nobody's like, yeah, good good job, (laughs) Phantom. Oh, because
1: you gotta go to bed early. Well, right, right. I okay, get up early right. every day
2: of my life. And I just, I, I mean, thank
1: you very much, ladies. Greatly appreciated your work. You yeah, know. I was more thanking them for the work that they did, not for the fact that the, the <sighs> alarm went off. I get up at
0: 5 a.m. I'm so <laughs> tired. I'm so tired.
1: Because I, I was made aware of said problem. Yeah. Boss man called me yesterday. said, hey, just a heads up. When you get in tomorrow, this might be a thing. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> It's like, that's going to be the problem? And he was like, I know, man. He's like, but, you know, he's like, we got people working on it. You know, you might be good, but I just wanted to give you a heads up. So when I pulled in the parking lot this morning, I showed up a little early, you know, expecting the problem. And when I saw their cars in the parking lot I was like, oh, I was like, man, I was like, I'm always up this early. They're not. And sure enough, you know, about an hour before the show's supposed to, go, you know, supposed to go off, they got everything, you know, handled perfectly. And so again, just, you know, thank you very much.
2: Um I I, I, I the boss called me yesterday and dude, he never calls me. So when I saw that, I'm like, yeah, oh, no, I leaped oh off god. the couch to grab it. I was but, like, oh
1: my god, what? What what what? Am I <laughs> Am I being like a <laughs> oh, totally there was like, oh, son what of a happened? Bitch. Like, how did this happen Start on a Tuesday? Dude. Yeah, exactly. No, I was terrified when I saw that come across my phone. That shouldn't be the case.
2: No, no, it should not be the case at all. Like, oh, my boss is calling me, I must be fired. Yeah, no. Well, the thing is, though, with him is, is number one, his main form of communication his is text. E- well, email, I would say, yeah. because you get it in the corporate system. But if you wanted to yeah, talk. Yeah, no, he likes documents. If he wanted to talk to you or I, though, it would normally be text after you know, that, where it's hey, like, idiot. okay, yeah, yeah dummy, dude. like, make sure you do this. Stop being, you know. You know, start paying attention to this. Stop telling people to send d pics to 200-200. He actually did that. say something to me about that. Yeah, did no,
1: he? he was like, I would like for that to stop. Uh, wow. Well. I was like, well, the good news for you there, buddy, is <laughs> contest <laughs> is over this week. So Phantom will stop telling people I to do will. it this week.
2: I will. Boy, no, you
1: came this far. You can keep doing
2: yeah, it. Yeah, I figure I figure. what's the worst thing that's going to happen to me. Boss calls me again. Yo, Phantom, you're fired. Get out.
1: Clear out your things. Yeesh. It'll take all of about five minutes. You don't really, Uh, you know what, come to think of it, you don't really, you don't personalize anything in the building. Like, there's no picture of your better half oh, anywhere?
2: Oh, no. Well, I mean, number one, I don't have, like, a workspace where I... You don't s- want one. No, where I sit right now is where I sit for my entire day, and, like, I'm okay with that. Like, Yeah,
1: no, I, I wish I had a, 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 a... Yeah, I don't like that he he put me in the bullpen with other people out there. Yeah, I've
2: got privacy, kind of, when it comes to, like, yeah. my after-the-show stuff that I have to do, and I don't have to deal with, it. Yeah, like, no, he
1: made me have to be seen by everyone.
2: Which is so weird, because, like... <laughs> It, certainly if you went on the stereotypes of you and I, like you'd be like, dude, I gotta hide Stansbury, That guy's a maniac. He's gonna be out there screaming at people, saying offensive things in the middle of the sales bullpen. True. And no, he just puts you right in the middle of it and, and the thing I like dude, I always see like people like stop by your desk and I'm like, Oh um, my what God. are you doing? Oh what are you doing? God, this might be the day. That would be the
1: worst thing that could happen to me Absolutely. is if
2: people just like put their head up over, you know, the top and were like, Hey buddy,
0: hey
1: Oh yeah, you would oh. you would handle that much worse than yeah, I do. See, yeah, That's what's crazy is actually, yeah, I will walk the floor. I will, I will, uh... Well, I'll Jimmy Fallon it a little a bit. As little much bit. as I hate to do that, I will do it in the building t- 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 for my betterment. Maybe that's why the boss man decided
2: that put you in the put you in the middle of it. You can uh, you can start cheesing things up, and, <laughs> and I'll just sit here, all, all curmudgeon-y and, and crotchety in the studio.
1: We have so, dude, it's like Freaky Friday. I the to we've swapped roles. We do have rancid Dropkick Murphy tickets that deal. show July thirtieth, Jacob's Pavilion. We'll get you into that around seven thirty this morning. The NBA lottery was last night. Very interested to get into that. Obviously, Cavs back. In action this evening as well I know Fantone's got his Cavs reaction full, raging Ready to go And we have this $1,000 for
0: you ready to go So let's get you hooked up with that right now The Stansberry Show On Rock 106.9
1: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show Rock 106.9 710 That's when you get your next keyword for our workday double pay Get you hooked up with that $1,000 Last week of that by the way Friday, we will be done with that. But you do have a chance every hour from six o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock in the evening. Fantone's all excited today. Oh yeah, it's it, it's Christmas morning for your boy. Oh yeah. Oh, look at him rocking the calf shirt. Your boys, your boys rapping as they're back in action. Now they have to go to Boston to the Garden. Take a on uh, Isaiah Thomas. Now I don't know if some of you know that is not the sun. Of Detroit Pistons, great Isaiah Thomas. I made that mistake once on the show. People have not let me forget it. Essentially, I mean, kind of like his child in the sense
2: of it was a a lost bet there that caused Isaiah Thomas to get the name of Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And like, what a humiliating thing that's got to be for a father. Like, it was a Lakers fan, I guess. You know, Isaiah Thomas, the the the, the current player, um, hated the Pistons, despised the Pistons, made a bet. I'll name my son Isaiah Thomas if the Pistons beat the Lakers, and the Pistons beat the Lakers. Wow. Would suck, right? Yeah, that would suck. I'd be like, dude, if you, had, if you had to name your kid, I don't know, Tupac. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that 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 would be interesting. Yeah. So the Cavs back in action. Yeah. Now I saw this last night, and I I, I feel like these storylines kind of go together. So so the game starts tonight, A series rather. Sorry. Right. But. The NBA lottery was last night. Right. And they do this by like ping pong ball. Like, right. you'll probably, you know, people here may remember because this is how we got LeBron James. Right. Right. And so. Everybody was like, you know, excited about this because like Lonzo Ball's coming out. There's a couple other kids that are really good, and the Lakers kind of have a pick, and the Boston, you know, was it was going to have a chance to have a pick. And the way it came out, Boston got the first pick, Lakers got the second pick.
2: Now, how how it all works out with the lottery is that you do have ping pong balls, and depending on how bad your team was, that dictates how many ping how pong many balls, balls you go get, into the hopper. You get into the hopper. Now, a lot of people were like, "Dude, how on earth did a number one seed of 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 the Eastern Conference get the number one pick in the following year?" It wasn't the Boston Celtics pick. It was a trade, right? It was a trade from the Nets, and they traded, I think, four first-round draft picks for the corpse of Paul Pierce or something like that.
1: Yeah, Danny Ainge like it got away with one, from what I hear.
2: And uh, you know, so so it's it's great fortune for the Celtics in the future. There's right. no question about it. Like that's a. If you're a Celtics fan, it sucks that you're playing LeBron in the Cavs tonight. But it's still you have optimism about like what's going on in your organization. I think if
1: you're a fan of Eastern Conference basketball, you like this. Um, I because let's be honest, as a Cavaliers fan, do we want sweeps? Yeah, I guess you want an yes. e- you want an easy road to the finals.
2: I I, do, I want yes, I, I want Cavaliers victories.
1: Yes. But as a sports consumer, I I. Because I have LeBron James, I would almost rather have a hard series that I feel like I have to watch. I you're gonna watch the Cavs game no matter yeah. what happens. No matter what happens to basketball, this and that. Like, there's a very good chance that game one, that it being at nine o'clock at night, you might not get a guy like me. So if both teams were great, and we weren't expecting LeBron and company just to go into Boston and kick their ass tonight, now all of a sudden, I kind of have to watch it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I consider myself, and I know this is just a weird, like, kind of combination here, but I consider myself more of a Cavaliers fan than I do an NBA fan, or even a pro, you know, like, they're my team, like, that's the team I always want to win, so... I want them to have the easiest walk possible, but if I right. take my if I take my fandom out of it, I can certainly interesting say, series is better for everybody. Objectively, I want sports to be better.
1: And let me tell you why I like Boston getting the first pick. I'm kind of tired of. Well, he didn't play anybody all season. He didn't play anybody all season. The Eastern Conference is so easy. Look at what Golden State's doing to the Western Conference. They're doing what LeBron James and the Cavaliers are doing to the Eastern Conference. So I'm kind of over like that whole thing. And and so if Boston gets better, now all of a sudden this rival, this could be like a new thing. And now it's not just Golden State, Cavs. What we, what's going to happen? And I said this early on is that the league will adapt and people are going to start saying this super team thing is the only way to do it. Right. And so there's only going to be able to be a handful of them because of the way the money has to be spent. So you're going to end up with, it's not good for the NBA to have two super teams, but if we end up with six of them, now all of a sudden it's not so bad.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're getting into uh, you know, I I don't want to start calling everyone a super team, but you do want contenders. You, you want mean, teams. You're going to need four guys who can play legitimate basketball. You, you want teams who are who are able to you know to at least give these super teams a challenge. You want at right. least you you want at least that um, five six game series. You know, I mean, I, I assume the the Celtics are going to take uh, Markel Fultz. I think the the kid's name is, and you know, it, it makes me concerned that in the future that you know. It's going to be tougher and tougher for you know the Cavs to take that team out, but that's all in the future. Like I'm not you know I like I said at the beginning of this is that you can be excited about the future of the Celtics right now, but at the end of the day, dude, the future is all you got. At the, 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 the end of the day, today you go you have to go play LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin Love, and and and. Probably get probably get swapped,
1: dude. And your best player is 5'9". nine. Probably get swapped <laughs> against LeBron James. I don't think it, I don't think it ends up well for the Celtics, but I do like the fact that they can get better in the draft. I think it's good for the Eastern Conference. I think it's good for the Cavaliers, and ultimately, I think it's good for LeBron James's legacy. You want the Eastern Conference to be tougher, and so that way when he starts beating teams, people are like, "Yeah, man, but look who he's playing. He's playing this." Now I hear you know there's a lot of guys Boston's looking at. The Markel Folk seems to be like the the widely considered to be like the best talent in the draft but I hear also they like that kid Josh Jackson from Kansas who plays on the wing more Jimmy Butler ish from what I understand and so like that th- you know that might be a good thing I just I like an Eastern Conference team getting uh, better and I th- also think it works out for the Lakers who are going to end up getting who they wanted which is Lonzo Ball and that whole thing's good for the NBA too that whole <sighs> Lonzo Laker the the L's and LeVar Lonzo Laker the whole thing just dude that that whole campaign just writes itself
2: I hope he sizzles out of the league I hope he doesn't- doesn't Really? Anything. Yeah. No. I honestly, um, in the beginning, I was kind of a, uh, a a fan of the brashness and the the outspokenness of his father. I kind of liked it. I felt very like, dude, yeah, Axl Rose, yeah, Kanye West, dude, that's my guy right there. Yeah. Like, dude, that's <laughs> right. my guy right there. I'm gonna there. run my mouth, right? Um, but it, the guy's overdone it. He's overshadowed his yep. kid. He, he has. I mean, he's he's stepped he stepped over lines. I-, I feel like the white guy thing was over the line, and I'm not gonna support. I'm not going to support that. I'm not going to be a part of that. Okay. That I- sort Circus. I
1: like that, but... I feel like hoping for Lonzo to fizzle out of the league, though, is punishing the kid for what you don't like about his dad, though, right? Uh, That's a little unfair.
2: Yeah, I mean, a little unfair, sure, but it doesn't necessarily change my, you know, I can only go with I can only go with what you're giving me. I can only go with what you present me. And yeah, if this was if this was seventh grade basketball and I was like, dude, F that kid out on the court because his dad's an a-hole, then yeah, then I'm wrong. But dude, this is this is these are pro athletes, dude. And you have to be you have to be able to tell your dad to shut up.
1: Well, I mean, he hasn't gotten there yet
2: well you're still in college i
1: think you have i think you have the 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 and, and one student once, once and i mean let's be honest i mean would you tell your dad to shut up though i mean he's got you i mean he's got you going second maybe you don't go second if
2: he's if if, if my dad's doing that yeah i'm having the conversation where dude you you eclipse anything that i'm doing with my career
1: i agree like if it like when i because people have asked me you know what i mean like you obviously had a pretty close relationship with your dad who's no longer with us you know what i mean like if this was a thing and you obviously have a you know you have a public eye job and i said yeah if my dad was overshadowing what I was doing I would have stepped in by now for sure I would have
2: this is just like when Steph Curry's wife last year was overshadowing what he was doing where it's like makes me like the entire process even less
1: I I understand where you're coming from I can't root for Lonzo to fail because of it though like I wish LeVar would shut up but I want to see I think it's good for the NBA I think if Lonzo ends up as a Laker and that that franchise gets resurrected it's good for everybody involved yeah I mean one of the powerhouses of any sport
2: coming back to relevance
1: is Always going to be good, yeah. No, I would like it. Yeah, I I would like it. I can't believe who's being talked about for FBI director. I can't believe it. We'll get into that
0: next on The Stansbury Show. The Stansbury Show on Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to The Stansbury Show. 710, we'll get you hooked up with your next keyword for our workday double pay that gets you a thousand dollars in your pocket. I don't know if you know this or not. But somewhere in a recording studio, yeah. Pink Floyd is still playing "Comfortably <laughs> Numb." That song's actually not done. It's been forty years; they're still recording it. That's just the first portion. Jesus, is that song long? Yeah, it's not. It's not brief. Great band, great song. But I was just sitting here like, "Come on, man! I want to. I want to talk about some stuff." Also, 7.30 will get you hooked up with the Rancid and Dropkick Murphy tickets. So, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know how this got started. But apparently, now Chuck Norris's name has been thrown in the hopper for FBI director. I don't know if this is actually being seriously considered. Or if he just started talking about it. And so people were like, yeah, let's do that. But apparently... Chuck Norris has bottled water, and that can happen because idiots around the world for the last like 10 years have made Chuck Norris famous again on Facebook because of memes. Chuck Norris can do this, and Chuck Norris didn't even know he was Chuck Norris, and Chuck Norris could Chuck Norris, and how much Chuck Norris could a Chuck Norris chuck? And it's like, Jesus, I don't know what your people's obsession is with that ginger. What, because he could put you in a figure four and make you tap out and say uncle in 90 seconds? I don't know why that guy's like the thing that people love.
2: Um now I'll be real. I mean, I
1: consi- I know it. I knew it. I, <laughs> I knew it. It's because myself- it, dude, here's the thing. I don't understand you, Phantom. You like you're politically engaged, you care about intelligent things, <laughs> and yet you're a dirtfoot hillbilly cuz you're like, yeah, WWE, Chuck Norris memes. I like it.
2: I was a big fan. Oh no! I was a big fan
1: of Walker Texas Ranger. I have never seen an episode of Walker Texas Ranger. Never in the nineties. Here's the thing: I have seen it on in the background of things. I have obviously, while changing the station, have like stumbled across like ninety seconds of it or something. But I've never like watched an episode of Walker Texas Ranger. No, of course not. Why would I watch that? Eyes of the Ranger are upon you. Stansberry,
2: dude. So you better watch your moves there, because the Ranger, he's there. Um, I was, dude. I will not lie. I was a fan of Walker, Texas Ranger. It's about right with the age range. Yeah, it was. I think it was on USA. Let me guess. Big Xenia Warrior Princess <laughs> fan too, dude. What was the Kevin Sarpet Hercules, Hercules or whatever the hell I it watched was? That one, yeah, too. of course you loved all. That I watched stuff. that one too. Um, I, I I don't know how much you know is honestly going oh, to God, go into this. Those are three bad television shows. <laughs> A row. Right. When I first read this, I was like, dude, there's no way this is just Chuck Norris talking. And of course you would say, well, Hey, I'd like to be the FBI director because you want attention on you. You want, right. you want, you the want the news cycle for three days is Chuck Norris. You want the Tim Allen treatment. You want the, yeah. Hey, everybody's going to come to my side as a conservative, as a celebrity. I want this. And I was like, dude, this is just him. You know, this is just posturing. Him. Yeah. But then I thought to myself, he could do it. He could totally do it, dude. Why I mean I, I, not that I think he's capable or I think he would be an appropriate FBI director. No, of course not. But it's out it, to me for me to say it's outside of the realm of possibilities for President Trump to hire Walker Texas Ranger as the FBI director. No, I can't I'd be say crazy. That. I'd be crazy. I can't say that. I mean, we're talking about voting for The Rock for President of the United States of America, and we're seriously doing that. It's so why not Chuck Norris as as the FBI director? T-
1: that's going to happen. I, I've been saying forever. Micro v. The Rock is the presidential election that will happen in this country. Dude, I'm telling you, I can't wait to be right about that. And
2: all, I mean, let's be real. I think, regardless where you stand on the political spectrum, we should all be able to agree that this has not been the best week for the Trump, uh, for the Trump presidency. No, you
1: know what I saw yesterday, actually? Uh, somebody posted this on Twitter and it said, if this is what it's like to vote for a non politician, give me the politicians.
2: Pack. And, and, and you, you brought it up early in this, even prior to him being president, is that the guy is great at... at diversion. At, at diversion, right. Hey, look over here while I'm doing this. He's a magician. Here. So if you, if you put Chuck Norris as the head of the FBI, everybody freaks out. Everybody's losing their
1: mind. And then what's he doing in meetings every single day? Exactly.
2: Right. So, dude, I mean, how great of a, of, a, of a bait and switch is that, dude? You put the walker up there, he probably brings in Trevette, his his black sidekick, and dude, what a token black sidekick Trevette was, dude, just out there. Dude, just
1: This as, is a thing I don't know no, about. Dude. Education just,
2: well, dude, I mean, of course there had to be a token black guy on Walker Texas Ranger. Or everyone would have been like, "Damn, that's a racist show!" And, and yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do without a black cowboy? Well, right. Well, I mean, dude, it was just him arresting black people, so like you had to give you, what they're you, just on the yeah, range. There you, was you had to give some sort of an impression of of racial equality there. Um, so I feel like he would bring Trevette in, and that might have been of one of those position. times.
1: It might have been one of those times where it was okay to whitewash roles in Hollywood. So let me get wait. Well, hold on. So Chuck Norris Walker, because wasn't he like? It was like if you were stealing cattle, you brought him in, right? Yeah. Like so. Huh. I, all right, yeah, no, you're not getting me caught up in. Dude, I swear <laughs> to God, if that becomes my binge obsession on Netflix, I do. You and I will cease to be friends. Is uh, is it on Netflix? That's actually a good
2: question. I probably should uh, do some investing. Wow, oh, see, it, isn't
1: that amazing? Like you just assume everything's gonna be on Netflix yeah, for you now. It's like there. yeah, Netflix will have it. It's
2: gotta be there. Um, and at the very least, I'm sure he is going to. It turned this into And I'm surprised it hasn't been more of a movement yet As a conservative celebrity As somebody who's pretty outspoken about their politics I'm surprised he hasn't turned this into I'm not getting a TV job because I keep talking politics Like Tim Allen, you know what I mean? Right. You canceled my show because of politics That's what you did
1: You know, and people gotta pipe down about that too Because again, you know what's gonna happen? I said this yesterday Netflix is gonna step in and put Last Man Standing back on it And again <laughs> This is where Netflix is smart Can anybody tell me what Netflix's politics are? No. You can't. You can't tell me what their politics are. And yet, Netflix, what is it, the third most powerful thing on the internet right now? Third. Do you think that those, I think that those two things might be related. You don't know who they are. Their, Their politics are here. This is Netflix politics. Here's the entertainment. Give us the effing money. (laughs) <laughs> That's their politics. First, in, on the internet's porn.
2: Second, iHeartRadio. Third, Netflix. That sounds right to me too, buddy. Yeah, really we
1: have to sneak Facebook in there ah, somewhere. Dude. Google might have something to say.
2: iHeartRadio has more fans than anything on Facebook, so I think that we'll is take true. The, I think we we'll take the cake there. Um, yesterday during the Tim Allen debates, um, I guess we can call them. Uh, I saw a ton of people talking about the First Amendment, and if you it's think not a First Amendment issue, think, if you think that ABC firing Tim Allen is a First Amendment issue, dude, you've got some serious, serious reading to do. Like, come on, guys. That's, that's, I, 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 I'm as liberal as they come. If I go to ABC right now and say, hey, give me a platform, they're going to tell me no. They're going to be like, no, we don't care about you. Like, they're not. you're not entitled to a television show. No. I checked the Constitution. I'm pretty sure nowhere in there does it say, like, yo, Tim Allen has to have a TV show. In this, fact, I guarantee you it doesn't say that.
1: This is an oversimplification of the First Amendment. But basically what it means is you cannot be jailed for your opinion. It doesn't mean no ill will will fall to you. It doesn't mean that you can't be fired from your position. Because people would say that about me. Like, if I said something and got removed from the post, people would go, That's First Amendment. They're shutting Stansbury up because of what he thought. No, there's stockholders that they have to appease. There's politics and things. You can't just. It, I can have the opinion. Doesn't mean that I won't lose my position for having it. There's
2: consequences to your actions in life. And if you don't think that, you're a snowflake. And if you're standing <laughs> oh, up for Tim on. Allen, if you're standing up for Tim Allen saying First Amendment, First come Amendment, on. you're a snowflake. You oh, are. My-
1: Do you know what, dude? Let's just be happy. The fact that it's May 17th (laughs) and we don't have snowflakes. Just come on, let's be friends with everybody. Oh, you know who's not friends with everybody is your favorite athlete, LeBron James. And the Trollmaster was added again yesterday. We'll get you filled in next on the Sansbury Show.
0: 1069. Welcome back to the
1: Sansbury Show. Mere minutes now from getting hooked up with $1,000 with our workday double pay. 710, your next keyword happens. This evening, Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals happens. LeBron James and company head to the Boston Garden, take on Isaiah Thomas and the rest of the Celtics. And I'm a little concerned. I think we win the series easily, but Kelly Olenek is a. I I I feel guilty calling anybody a dirty player, but... I mean, he ripped Kevin Love's arm out of the socket. I don't feel guilty about it at all. He is a dirty player. He looks like a, a dirty sleaze
2: stack, dude. And and F Kelly Olenek. I hate Kelly Olenek.
1: I just... We need Kevin Love. We yeah. need all the guys. Yeah. I mean we're going to face the Golden State Warriors, who are pretty damn good. We're going to need to be full power there.
2: Warriors went on a tear last night, dude. Didn't they win by 30 or something? I think it was 126 to 100, so 26 points there. Well worth noting, game one of that series, Kawhi Leonard, when he got hurt, had 26 points, Uh, so it would have been interesting to see what Spurs would have been able to do with their number one best player, but yeah, I mean, you you drop your top dog, and uh, what what are you supposed to do against a team of four All-Stars?
1: And Tony Parker.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean yes, yes. Tony Parker, obviously a very uh, serviceable um, You gotta guard player, that right? guy,
1: you know what I mean? You wanna know where Tony Parker is on the court So,
2: no, dude, But this is the way that it was supposed to be, and this is the way the movie was written and this is the way we all knew from last year that this was all going to play out. I mean, as soon as the Cavaliers won that championship, I think the next day everyone else was like, "All right, round 3 coming up, dude, Warriors v Cavs." Everyone knew it. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously you throw in Kevin Durant into the mix with the Warriors right there. Um and it just seems inevitable. It just seems like both teams are going to sweep all the way there and, and 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 we'll get the series that everybody was kind of clamoring for.
1: I'll tell you who th- who does think they're going to sweep all the way there is
2: LeBron James. Yeah, I, uh, I just just posted up a video of LeBron and WRQK.com giving his thoughts on the Warrior or the the Celtics and, and what's gonna happen. Is that there. right? Yeah, yeah, you can go check that out.
1: There's a bunch of LeBron stuff up there. Actually what I want to talk about uh, right now is up there as well. So LeBron James went to St. Vincent St. Mary. Right. Right who has, that school's got, like, a, a, like an Irish, uh, you know, yeah. the, the Fighting Irish, the right. lean to it, right? right, as do the Celtics have, have, you know. And so he wore his St. Vincent, St. Mary like tank top that's got, like, the Fighting Irish guy on it right. with the halo on top of it yesterday in a, pre- like, I don't know if it was a press conference, but, like, after practice or whatever, shoot around. Right. You know, he, he was talking to reporters and the thing. Now, we know LeBron goes zero dark 30 on the Internet during the playoffs, but he loves this kind of stuff. He lives for this kind of stuff. And so I think it kills him a little bit that he's not on Twitter, that he's not on Instagram, that he's not on, you know, uninterrupted, you know, and all that stuff during the playoffs, that this is how he decides to do this stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think anybody in in LeBron's situation, obviously the guy enjoys the limelight. You're sure. a pro athlete. You've had it on you for the past two decades and, and 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 really like hard to hard to remove yourself from that. But the guy can back it up and dude wear it, man. You wore those you you wore the warrior shirt, you're the ultimate warrior warrior shirt last year dude wear it embrace it dude let them you know lebron obviously I the think, one guy who can back it up I, I think lebron you know he plays better when he's passionate he plays better when he's angry he's play, he plays better when he's upset about things and that's why i think he loves that underdog role he loves that i'll have a chip on my shoulder you know
1: when as you're a player. when you're that good there are very few people that lebron worries about playing against So at some point, you got to create this stuff. Right. Like, I have a buddy who's... All right, again, I'm a golf fanatic. My buddy's really good. Kind of played on tour a little bit. Played on, like, some amateur tours and stuff like that. He can shoot 67 anytime he feels like it. Right. Right? So he's really good. So a lot of times when he'll go out and play with, like, me and a couple other guys he knows, like, he he has to give you 20 strokes to even get interested to play it right. like right. he has to set something to make it worth it for him to do and I think this is what LeBron James does he's given himself just stuff to be interested in because other than that he knows he's going to the garden tonight like, putting up 40 if he feels like it
2: well and that's the thing dude LeBron's a road warrior man especially during the playoffs the guy plays really well in other other arenas and especially in Boston man I mean he is he, he's put himself into a, a, a different caliber of conversation when it comes to teams or when it comes to guys who are able to Walk into the garden and just start t- demolishing, dude. Just start, just start going off. That's a storied building, so I, 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 really do think. I mean, I, I said Cavs in five yesterday. I'm gonna stand firm to that, but I won't be surprised at all if the Cavs sweep. Um, you got to think, dude. Boston's terrible at rebounding, I and mean, the Cavs are one of the better teams in the NBA at it. You They're tr- worn out. You, you got Tristan Thompson. You got Kevin Love and LeBron James grabbing On eight boards. Eight days
1: rest, uh, right. Going up against Isaiah Thomas, who just had to go seven games with John Wall.
2: Um, Isaiah Thomas is obviously Going to be a big focal point here, but much I like I called him Paul Wall, but, but much like, <laughs> dude, much, like um, much like with Paul George uh, from the Pacers in that first series, um, they'll just double team Isaiah Thomas every single time he has the ball right. and let other guys beat them. And, and that's as, not going to happen as far as the other guys that are going to beat them. Who on the Celtics is going to be able to put up points? I know Kelly Olinick just scored 26 points in the fourth quarter, or whatever on. that was. You can't depend on that, right? Right, right. That's not going to happen. So, Kevin Love, so long as he matches up with Kelly Olinick and keeps his. Him in the role that he's supposed to be in they'll be fine I mean fingers crossed no injuries happen or anything like that um, but it, it really is it almost a given that this is going to be a short series favoring the Cavaliers
1: I totally agree I, I I think it's gonna actually gonna be really easy I gotta ask you the question do you think once he goes through this series with the Celtics does he wear a shirt to taunt the Warriors Um, probably, I mean, I'm just curious because he knows he's going to beat this team. So I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like, ah, this doesn't matter. Will he do it to like the Patriots of the NBA? I I mean, I, I, I think so As defending
2: champion as, as somebody who gets off on stuff like that. I don't see why he wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, because
1: everybody in the world thinks the Cavs lose the finals. You know what I mean? The Cavaliers are the only ones who think they're going to win that series, which is even better. I mean, that plays more
2: into the LeBron. That's what he yeah, wants. He wants. He, he does want that. What he
1: wants, and it's it, that speaks to the greatness of LeBron James. Really, to want everybody to, to to expect you to fail at it as the thing that makes you go. Fear, dude, the fear of failing is what stops 95% of people from reaching what it is they wish they were doing. It's the, it's the fear of failing at it. It's the fear of your family saying, see, I told you you couldn't do that. That's what stops most of right. us from chasing the thing we wish we were doing. That guy has to have that in order to get the best out of himself. That is a personality trait that is, is really, it is, it's to be admired. It's something that's, I heard, you know, again, the Warriors, I saw Steph Curry on, uh, on David Faraday's show say that. He goes, you know, he, he talked about, you know, shooting the three. And he said, look, I'm just not afraid to miss. It's going to happen. I'm going to miss shots. I don't care. I don't care what people say when I miss it. I don't care. And it was like, you know what? That's why you're Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean, the
2: ability to have that thick skin, it's important in any position where you're going to be critiqued, where where you're going to have people that are are, are looking at your performance. And, 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 you know, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter as much if you're working at a gas station, you know, but, like, when you have a public eye job and you know that's going to, along with it, comes criticism, you have to have that thick skin. Yeah, or you're going to get consumed by it. It's
1: unbelievable. We have $1,000 with Rock 106.9's workday double pay. Get hooked up
0: now. The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. Around 7.45 this morning, we'll get you hooked up with those Rancid Dropkick Murphy tickets. That show July 30th, Jacob's Pavilion. Well, that's
2: good, dude. I, uh, I've i got my jean vest with a bunch of like safety pins in it, and I patch, you know, I've got I've a, mo- a mohawk with glue. It's pretty sweet, dude. What color's the mohawk? Blue. Nice. Yeah. It's going to be sweet. Nice.
1: I think my whole my favorite my favorite band in that whole thing, like that whole scene, would have to be Social D. Yeah. Like probably the best of all of it, yeah. And even Social D, a band I love. I have a hoodie. I love that band. Social D live at the Roxy is probably my favorite. I don't always love live albums. But Social D's Live at the Roxy, like, you know, back in the day, you'd just be like, I just, what do you mean 10 albums? I'd take my iPod, idiot. The sun, by then, the sun will charge it for me. But like back in the day, it used to be like, if you were stuck on an island, give me 10 albums. And I know it sounds crazy, but Live at the Roxy might have to be in my 10 albums. Like if I was just, I just have always loved that record. That They're my favorite out of the whole scene. But I don't dude, Ransom was pretty good back in the day. I don't know what they've been doing lately i know july 30th they'll play jacob's pavilion we'll get you into that
2: are they british or are they just one of those bands that sound pretend like they're british
0: honestly
1: i don't know the answer to that look that up for me where what what is the history of rancid from where do they hail i don't know the answer to that I'm guessing California, though. Sounds right to me. I'm guessing Southern California. Is A- t- American punk rock band from Berkeley, California. There we go. Not Southern California, but California. So we'll get choked up with those around 745. So <clears throat> Donald Trump being president has upset some people. Okay. i d- d- breaking news.
2: <laughs> I did not is- know that. Not everybody loves the guy. No. Some people do, but not
1: everybody. And a lot of people are going around and making like these grand demonstrations as to how much they don't like him. I remember what's his name? Like that actor was doing that thing where he was just screaming things at people. Shia LaBeouf, wasn't he doing like that oh, yeah. anti Donald Trump thing when he first got elected and then the guy, you know, even before the election, the guy climbed Trump Tower. Like there's a bunch of stuff. Like people are just yeah. worried about this guy being president.
2: Yeah, I mean, um I saw somebody use like a um a projector on Trump Towers yesterday and it said bribes go here or something like oh, that. Oh, is that right? I didn't see yeah, and I mean, obviously there's been countless protests and I mean, there was the vagina hats for a while oh, there. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, and and, you know, obviously, it'll continue. I know in downtown Canton recently on Wednesdays at noon, uh, there's been a group of people doing a die-in where they stand What's outside that? of Bob Gibbs's office, his Canton office, um, Representative Bob Gibbs there, District 7 there, um, and they'll go lay in front of it like they're dead, and they're, it'll say... I died because I didn't have access to affordable health care. I died because. This is Wednesdays at noon? Wednesdays at noon is when this happens. So, downtown Canton, right in front of Bob Gibbs' office there. He's not there, but, you know, they're still doing it symbolically, I guess. As a guy who feels strongly about that stuff, yeah. would you do a die in? Um. I don't know if I would necessarily be one of the people lying down, but I'm not against the the idea. I mean, it's not... To me, the reason I wouldn't necessarily do that and the reason they probably do do that is like... It's a little tasteless to me. It's a little tactless in the sense of like death isn't necessarily something that you should. But that's the counterpoint is that no, there Make are literally trivial. there. Well, the, the, there are literally people dying because of decisions being made in government right now. So we do need to treat it with that urgency. We do need to jar you into like this is important, and and the dying might be the way to do it. There.
1: I, I wonder if I wonder what the percentage of people that take that message. The way you want them to would be i 'm just curious I, I my guess is my gut tells me it 's under ten percent of them that walk by you that oh. think that and for, you know so now you start thinking about how many people are walking by you a b how many people are you actually reaching the way you wish you would, and the most important thing is how many people are you turning off? Totally the other way.
2: The thing I'll say about that is if that's going to be the thing that turns you off the other way, you are already the other way. You know what I mean? I don't think that's That's confirmation. uh, uh, I I don't think that's going to be like, well, dude, you've got these 10 people out there and they're protesting. And you know what? You know what? Everybody screw affordable health care. I don't need any of that. I feel like even if you reach one person, they'd probably say
1: that's a victory in itself. Yeah. I always feel like people who are never going to get the victory say, if I reach one people, that's my victory. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean that yeah. the, that's the ultimate argument of the person who's of, never going to get the of,
2: victory. Of the loser. Yeah, but I mean what else he's supposed to do? Just roll over and lose? No. I mean, at least if you get one
1: more on your team, you're building. I don't look, I'm never going to go by that office. It's not going to obstruct my day whatsoever. So lay in front of it. You know what I mean? Now, if if they were laying in front of like Market Avenue and I couldn't get to work, then I would complain, but they're not, so I
2: don't care. Not blocking the street, not doing anything like that. They're not, the die-in's not graphic. It's not like there's like blood or anything like that. No, it's nothing like that. Okay, so
1: go with God. I don't, you know what I mean? Whatever. I don't care. Right. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because there is a performance artist who is expressing his distaste for the Donald Trump administration in a, I don't want to call it weird, but able as Ghana. Okay. Is tattooing the words of the president's campaign slogan, Make America Great Again.
2: Right. That's a weird way to protest, getting a Trump tattoo.
1: Yeah, but he's doing it in a circle. Okay. All right. All right. I like how I'm showing Fantone how to make a circle. Here's a circle. Circular. Fantone. This is how you do it, as if anybody listening to me could see the fact that I'm doing this. But he's getting Make America Great Again in a circle around his anus. What? Yeah, what? he did this what? at a gallery in Chicago amongst a crowd of eager onlookers. Now, apparently, this guy has been engaged in more than 500 performance projects, over 100 individual Ugh. exhibitions around the world.
2: I, if I could have rolled my eyes any harder right there, oh, I'm a performance artist, 500 perform. Oh.
1: Yeah, those kind of people ah, bother me, too. Ah. It's like, oh my God, the self-importance uh, on you, right? All right. Now, he told Huffington Post, Abel Asgana did, yeah. that he considers... Tattooing the phrase "Make America Great Again" in a circle around his anus to be a listen to me. He he considers this phantom to be a a bold, queer, political act. I, okay, so you know I, I mean
0: <laughs> he
1: says here Abel Ascott says I always worked my body as a weapon and a political tool. Okay, well. I kind of feel like you've turned into a tool. Yeah, there's no question about that. All right. He says, for more than 12 years, I have been performing performing political and social performances and exhibitions that have led me to jail, detention, or death threats. All right. I believe in the empowerment of the body and of the pain, he says. And yeah. he goes on to say that the anus is a pleasure zone for many people and an area of sin for others. Right. Right. And so he's out to demystify what the anus is. And writing a fascist political motto like that on my anus is clearly critical and subversive action. Unless you go door to door showing it to people, though, like once you stand upright, nobody knows you did it. Right. So unless I'm standing... Now, obviously, people are going to know he did it. I'm telling people he did it. Right. But, like, unless you were standing right there, this isn't, like, a political... St- well, I guess, though... I mean, you do a demonstration, like, they're not dying in every day in front of the, that guy's office. You do it once, stand up, you go home for the night, right? Clock in, clock out. Foghorn, leghorn.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, there, there's only so much you're going to be able to do, and maybe if this guy feels like, hey, I'm getting talked about on the Stansbury show, I'm going to assume that a vast hard majority... To hard to do. A vast majority of rock
1: morning shows, the rock
2: zoo, the morning zoo, the morning house. I assume
1: every... I hold my rundown precious. It's, it, it takes a <laughs> very unique thing to get on this program
2: i assume every rock morning show on the face of the planet is talking about it yeah they I want to assume, say anus all day i assume that plenty of people are sharing this story on facebook just because of the outlandish nature of it so maybe mission accomplished there now hard to argue that are you
1: are you changing anyone's mind once- no but aren't you sitting here waiting for the tweet from donald trump in response jeez With a guy, with a guy bringing his anus into it, aren't you right? That's the first thing I thought when I read this. It's like, oh my god, he's going to get the Twitter thumbs going, and I'm going to get a response about that. And it's going to be
2: like, they love me so much, they're tattooing their anuses for me. They love it. Make America great again, baby.
1: Because again, this came from the Huffington Post. uh, You know, a publication he that he despises.
2: Well, remember though, he's not reading any negative stories about himself anymore. We talked about that earlier in the week, and a point I wanted to make on that, and I did not make on the show. So he's he's sitting here watching. Watching, you know, the lead with Jake Tapper. He's sitting there watching the five on Fox News, but he's not reading his intelligence briefings. Remember we did that story? I don't have time for intelligence briefings. They say the same thing over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. I forgot. But about you're that. watching the same goddamn thing on CNN. Wolf Blitzer. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. You got time for that, but you don't have time to read your intelligence briefings. Whew. Whew. Um, all, right, all right, all right. Dude, all right. So, aside from whatever politics, Trump, whatever, dude, I just want to talk about a to anus for a minute, dude. As somebody who has tattoos, uh, shout out to Rob over at Heritage Tattoos for my sweet Cleveland Cavaliers tattoo that I got recently. On his anus. No, no. Inner right arm, right there. You see it right now. Um, so, <laughs> number one. You can say that. Well, the anus is a pleasure zone for some, and for others, it's like, you know. Yeah, but even in my pleasure zone, I don't want needles in it. Well, but like, dude, it's a dirty place, and I'm not saying like dirty sexually. I'm saying like dirty bacterial. Like, 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 how did they clean? How did they clean the anus enough to get it like tattoo sanitized ready? Oh. You have to shave where you get your tattoos. Yeah.
1: Like, I'm it, sure. So they probably did like a bikini wax type thing. Ah,
2: dude, I just feel like that had to have been one of the most painful things. Oh. Oh no, yeah, um, I'm not arguing it didn't hurt. And and as is the tattoo like And there's alcohol swab. As the tattoo artist, so you're alcohol swabbing your beehole man. After it was ah, shaved. Ah, I don't
1: know about that. Oh my God. Dude, think about rubbing alcohol on your face after you uh, shaved. Dude. Now make it make it your anus. A
2: lot of pain went into that for this guy. A lot of pain went into that.
1: You know what he's gonna say? The country's in for four years of pain. (laughs) You know what I did read, though, alongside of this at Huffington Post, that they were like, you know what, as uh, as unpopular as he is, he probably wins re-election in 2020.
2: Maybe if we all get beehole tattoos. I'm not doing it Dude, so I'm a a coward After you get a tattoo You essentially have an open wound on your body
1: Yeah, you gotta It's normally wrapped in like cellophane And that kind of thing You gotta
2: wash it on a regular basis You have to clean it So like Okay, guy gets Which The anus is That's true of the anus too You gotta wash it and clean it too Guy gets the b-hole tattoo Oh god He's eventually gonna have to poop And like, dude So you are You're pooping Essentially, out
1: of an open wound. I feel as if we have left people <laughs> with enough to ponder on. <laughs> you go to work and you think about that all day. Rancid, Dropkick Murphy Tickets, next on the Sansbury Show. i
0: open to the sounds around him. The Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We have Rancid, Dropkick Murphy Tickets. That show July 30th, Jacob's Pavilion. We'll get you hooked up here, here uh, shortly. 1 800 the number you'll need on those. Also, $810,000 up for grabs. I read this story out of uh, Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Where a guy was tired of what's being referred to as lunch shaming. All right. And this is where in like schools, like, sometimes they'll give a kid, like, a sticker or a wristband or, like, one of those things, and it alerts the lunch ladies that they they owe money. Like, their family owes money for, for the lunches. Okay. And people feel like that's not right, that they're, you're sectioning kids out, and it just gives the kids another reason to, for them to make fun of you and harass you. And I think... If you're denying that, I think you're forgetting what it's like to be in the fifth grade.
2: Oh yeah, you know, I mean kids uh, are just
1: mean. Look at the poor kid, ha
2: ha ha. And I mean, let's be real. That's <laughs> something you, as a child, you have literally zero control over. You don't dictate what your mom does with that money right. or how much money she has or or if she's responsible enough to pay for your lunches or not. That's totally out of your control.
1: Now, I want the school to be able to get the the money from every family that can be able to give the proper amount, I want them to get every penny that they can get, okay? I'm not sure putting a wristband around a kid is the best way to do it. Okay. Oh, right. I, I want something done I'm not sure sectioning the kids off Is is my favorite way to go about it Now obviously
2: once upon a time I think you didn't have a lot of option Other than to send the report card home with Johnny And he had to bring it back signed by his mother And that was kind of the only way you had But nowadays with, They
1: text you about
2: snow days right, now with, with emails and snow days And the and million different ways that you can reach out to a parent This should be a conversation between the school and the parent Not the school, then the child, then the parent That totally should be the case
1: so he found out what the lunch debt was at his children's school. His kids uh-huh. are in like third grade. Okay, His one particular school was $97.10 is what was owed to the school. Oh, oh that's, that's not that much. much. Not that much. Not that much at so all. So he started a GoFundMe page for it, and they obviously hit their goal. Bucks, right? Going to be able to do that. Sure. I mean, dude, I, 100 bucks you can you can pull that together. So then... He wanted to talk to all of Seattle public schools, and I didn't know this, but apparently it's the largest K-12 school district in the state of Washington. Obviously, I don't know that, you know what I mean, not being there. So he called the district and asked them how much was owed at all schools across the district. If I'm reading this right, it's $20,531.79. So this is an issue. Like, school's not being paid the money that's owed for these lunches. I mean, this money's got to come from somewhere. It is an issue. Right. So he's starting, like, these GoFundMes now. And that would erase the debt from all 99 schools. So he quickly got to work, posting links, obviously, um, and Facebook page and asking parents, and within 24 hours he, he had raised 500 bucks and then over the weekend you know as word of mouth went it, he got about 3 grand and it's continually you know to grow and apparently as of the last i heard he had reached like $30,000 so let's say that it ends there well that's over what they're looking for i mean he yeah. you know what i mean he he's over what and so like you see the giving nature of people And I am critical, or, you know, critical is the wrong word. A lot of GoFundMe pages can make me suspicious. I worry about people's intent. But if I can see where this money goes and we can see this happen, I'm all for it. Well, I think the problem that
2: you're going to get into here is that like, awesome. Hey, we raised $25,000. All the school lunches are taken care of. The debt is erased and that's great. But tomorrow there's going to be another kid that walks into the school district, that doesn't have money from his mom or, you know, her, his mom didn't pay that, that bill or whatever it was that she has to pay for lunches. And this debt's just going to accumulate again. And how many times are you going to be able to start a GoFundMe to, to handle those debts? How many times are you going to donate to a GoFundMe for some other kid to eat chicken nuggets? I don't know if this is a sustainable thing in the sense of like this isn't a long-term fix i'm glad you got that debt that erase. that's good but the problem at its core still exists and it is going to man you know it's going to manifest
1: itself yeah around. but it's okay to tilt at windmills yeah uh,
2: yeah i mean it is I, I'm, I'm not trying to say that like oh well dude screw this guy for doing it it's a very admirable thing but it's not but you're gonna to have to do another one of these next year
1: i gotta tell you when i read this at first And I guess this will give you a peer as to how I look at the world. At first, I didn't buy it. I I, I didn't buy his just, I'm just good hearted. Right. I was like, you know what this guy's doing? He's trying to get laid. Oh, say a soccer moms and now, dude, totally. Oh my God. You're going to feed all the kids. Those PTA attendees will just throw panties at you over that. Yeah. I mean, so I started thinking about it. I was like, what could the debt be? What could the debt possibly be? At
2: Kansas City schools,
1: not even the city. Just give me, just give me the high school. Just go to McKinley. Yeah, just give me the McKinley high school. Uh, the younger
2: I- you go, the better it is. If you go to an elementary school, if you oh go to, yes, yeah. plus the moms are still younger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't go high school. I, 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 go, I, go, go younger. That's definitely the elementary winning elementary school. That's
1: definitely the winning equation there. Um, I mean, dude, if I could get that done for what two grand, I might do it. <laughs> it might do it. It might be worth to do. My social calendar might be filled out for two months.
2: I mean, dude, school. I think the last week of school is next week. So, like, it's definitely that time. Don't of year. Don't hold
1: me to this. Like, don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the last thing I need is like a, a you know a McKinley Eye representative <laughs>
2: knocking on the door here. It's definitely that time of year where it would be at its highest, and and I'm sure people kind of uh, you know you know would need it or or whatever the case is there. Um, but take sex out of it. I thought
1: about that when I read this like yesterday. I was like, oh my. God, God, if we did this as a show, if That'd we created a GoFundMe and we erased the school lunch debt, dude, people they carry us on our shoulders on their shoulders forever. You'd like to think so.
2: I I I I would like to think so. But
1: I mean Look at me being self serving, trying to do, do <laughs> no, this no-do a nice thing as the, long as you carry it as, me as, out l- as this long order. as I get something out of it. But there's no wrong reason
2: to do the right thing. No, no, certainly not. I think at least and I I don't want to put people into a stereotype here, but like oh, no. I think a big part of what would help this out is If parents had the ability to pay off school lunch debts, which is foods, with their EBT or their food stamps card, I think that would probably help out a lot. Where... if, okay, now how how would that end up benefiting the school though? Because at least you're getting paid. You're getting the money out of it. Like when you when you buy when you buy food at Giant Eagle with food stamps, yeah. Giant Eagle gets paid. Okay, they don't care. That doesn't make a difference. It doesn't make to a them. difference to them. Yeah. So at, at the end of the day, I've never used an EBT if, card. If, or if you you know, in most schools. You don't have, like, cash anymore. It's it's either you use your student ID or you have a little and card. And it's like a monthly bill. Right. Then, right? And, it's, and it's, it's less and less people saying, here's my $1. sixty for my lunch. And more of like, That's how hey. old I am. It was legitimately like, hold on, I got another dime in my pocket. Right. Where nowadays, it's at the end of the semester or whatever. A bill probably goes out to the parents. They pay it. And, 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 and you kind of move on. Or maybe you give, you know, hey, here's 200 bucks up front at the beginning of the school year. Let me know when it's down to 20 When we're getting 20. close. Let okay. me know. When it's down to twenty or something like that. But obviously, this isn't families that are just like, Yeah, dude, screw it, I'm not paying the school. This is families that are food insecure. At the end of the day, it's not it's not a it's not a, a decision anybody wants to make. So I think if you gave them the option to pay with food stamps, at least the school would get paid there.
1: Okay. We both kind we both agree though that like if your student owes money at the school for the lunch that we're not crazy about, like, a poor man sticker or, like, wristband no, or no. any indication on the child himself no. or he or herself that that they owe the money. We've also heard that, you know, people <laughs> suggesting, like, making the kids clean the lunchroom after the class whatever. Mm. Probably not crazy about that. Mom so, and dad do it, maybe. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask you. Now, I don't want necessarily your mom and dad cleaning up the hallways and, like, that either because, again, we know what kids are going to do to you then. We know what's going to happen. But if the school said to parents, I mean, I'm just asking you your opinion. If the school said to the parents, that's fine, you're unable to do this, but school dances and all this stuff where we need adult supervision, you're on the list.
2: Appropriate in the sense of I, I, I don't it's have,
1: not demeaning in any way. And you're and you're and you're alleviating a burden from the school.
2: The only thing that I, I think you'd be able to counter that with is like, listen, dude, I'm already working 70 hours a week. You know what I mean? I'm working two jobs. I'm trying to do this as much as I can. And now you're going to start throwing. I have to volunteer. I have to be a part of that. I mean, well, if I understand there's a counter,
1: I'm not sure it's enough for me to not say that, that you got to give me something here. You you have to meet me somewhere here because I don't necessarily want to punish the kid nor do I want to, I I don't want, I don't like the word punish. I'm not trying to punish the parents either. Right. right? I don't want to humiliate. I'm not trying to humiliate. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think being a chaperone at a school dance is humiliating.
2: Right. Well, then it's like, well, uh, okay, hey, I paid my kid's bill, and I'm gonna volunteer. Or I'm gonna be at the, at the dance too. Do I get paid for that? Do I do do, do does that count against no, my I, bill that I pay?
1: No, I think at that point you just got to be a decent enough person and go. You know what? I can pay my kids' bill. Maybe they can't. And you know what? So instead of me trying to get mine, I'm gonna make sure that kid doesn't have to wear the poor kid's bracelet. A lot of
2: faith in the American public you've got right there, right? Well, that I like, want
1: more of it. I want you. Honestly, you guys keep telling me how all this stuff's important and the kids and the kids and role models and all this stuff. Well, it all starts with you don't tell me how hard it is you spit them out start doing it right <laughs> right yeah okay there we go we have rancid dropkick murphy tickets we'll take caller 25 right now 1-800-243-7625 on those and a thousand dollars up for grabs around the corner hang on
0: standsbury show on rock 106.9 welcome back to the Stansbury
1: Show. ratio on mark 106.9 five minutes away now from getting hooked up with a thousand dollars with our workday double pay I want to thank members of the audience who uh, were tweeting in, messaging in, letting us know as we were talking about uh, school lunches yeah. that if you qualify for EBT, like ninety percent of the time, then you are uh, you get free lunch. So it wouldn't be that those people are oh. are the ones that would owe the money. Oh, so well I appreciate that. I, I didn't think about that. So I then, why aren't people paying the lunch bill then?
2: I, it's Maybe I mean uh, people that don't necessarily qualify for EBT, but you know you You're make
1: the, yeah. Let's not pretend there wouldn't be a middle zone there. Right,
2: you make too yeah. much money to to qualify for EBT, but you don't make enough money to actually buy cover food for every your kids. bill
1: you got. Yeah, which would be a lot of us, I would think. You know, sometimes I read stuff and it's just like a full blown head scratcher. Right, and. I believe in capitalizing on opportunity, right? My phone rang and they said, hey, would you like to host Rock 106.9 Mornings? Yes, that's an opportunity. It's what I enjoy to do. I'm going to capitalize on that. I'll be right down there and I'll start doing that.
2: I, you know, I think the, the, the thought of taking advantage of things has become kind of a dirty word, but like you can take advantage of the opportunities presented to yourself and that's how you get ahead in life. It's how you succeed.
1: Sometimes it's a smart decision and just what you should do, i.e. me taking this job here, yeah. and sometimes it's a self-serving act that makes you kind of a dirtbag, i.e. the story I'm about to tell you. All right. Out of Akron, Ohio. Just hours after five children and their parents died in a fire, a man had been spotted taking scrap metal from that property from where that fire took place in that home the other night, killing seven people. Now, the police tape had been removed from it already, but I think it was WKYC Channel 3, their news crews got a photo of him stealing the scrap metal from the building. Now, they sent it to Akron Police to see if there was any legal repercussions that could happen, and they haven't received a response as of yet. And like I said, the police tape was already gone. I don't know if that's going to matter or not. I don't believe, then, you just have the right just to go in and take that guy. That's still... I, the, I called it theft. I would imagine I'm right in calling it theft.
2: Yes, Um. Uh, but... I mean, it's not like the Akron police have time to go after every scrapping, you know, guy who's driving around in a truck throwing scrap metal into his back, the back of his truck. You know what I mean? Like, sure. It's it's not, I don't want to say it's not a serious crime, but it's probably not very high on the priority they list. They got a lot going on. Right. I, I would assume Akron police
1: department's got other stuff to do. It just is a, it's just a low down thing to do. Uh, I
2: don't want to stand up for this guy. I don't, and I'm not trying to make it sound they like don't. what he did was appropriate, but, but How do we know that this guy knew what this was? I mean, like, yeah, we can say it was all over the news. It was all over the radio and everything. But that doesn't mean that that guy. You can tell
1: by looking at it.
2: That what? That it was a burnt down building?
1: That was a burnt down house. Well, that. Well, but 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 so, that's the
2: thing. If you are scrapping, you are going to burnt down places. You are going to the desolate houses where you can steal stuff. Yeah, but you
1: are not allowed to do it. But you, but yeah, and I I don't think it's too far of a leap to say to the guy like you didn't know that that I mean nobody lights their house on but, fire. But
2: but nobody's coming at this in the sense of like, dude, I'm on the anti scrapping team. I'm, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about this because it was a house where somebody died, where people died, where seven people died. It's 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 not so much the action that he's doing it. It's it's uh, who he's doing it
1: to. I'm willing to bet that if the story had hit the it's the story being in the news is what makes the reaction happen. You're right there, but it, but if I if I said to you People are upset because the, this family was displaced from their home over a fire, and this guy's stealing from it and capitalizing it. People are still going to find that distasteful. If it
2: was an empty building that burnt down, nobody would care about that.
1: I think if it was an empty commercial building, people have less sympathy for businesses, corporations, because they just go, "Well, insurance." We're a human losing their things, especially lives and family members and things like that. I, you're not. Yeah, I mean, people are going to they're, they're going to put you in the crosshairs for that.
2: I, I, I right? It's because there's an. There's some sort of emotion there. It's, like I said, it's no, it, this has nothing to do with this guy scrapping. This has everything to do with these people dying. And I just don't think it's necessary. This guy might not have known. Mm-hmm.
1: So then what do you th- He just conveniently drove by it? I mean, I guess you would. Yeah. I mean, you're driving around looking for places to scrap. I see these guys all the time in my neighborhood.
2: Right. That's what they do. I mean, that's literally what they so, do is they drive around and look for yeah. places they can
1: take metal. I'm not going to deny the possibility that he could have just drove by it. I can't do that. That would be unfair to the conversation. But I will say, I think dude, this isn't a guy who was pushing. My point is, it wasn't a shopping cart full of stuff he was pushing away. I mean, the guy drove away. And so I think that there's there's I, my thing is I think there's a likelihood he knew what he was doing.
2: I I feel like I I, I mean we're kind of putting that uh, that he saw that on the news and is like dude I'm gonna go there. So you see something on the news, you know that there was news cameras all around, you knew that there was something and you're yeah, but like,
1: you drive by it now and the police tape's out there, Dude, the average person's going to think this is over?"
2: You you think that that scrap is so good that it's like, "Dude, that's the one I'm going to go, I'm going to go pilfer?" If you're scrapping, you think the scrap of anything's going to be so good, which is why I think that lends to to him just driving by and seeing it. Like I said,
1: I can't deny that that could be a possibility. That would be irresponsible, but I I think it's I don't know, it seems a little coincidental, right? That we just happened to catch a guy like what two days removed from this happening. It's important. I, I
2: think it's amazing that forty eight hours passed by and, and that and that they weren't already there. Ted, everything was already gone.
1: Yeah, I mean, you put a TV on the front lawn right. of your house today, that right. thing's gone in twenty minutes. That's a fair point. And now Jeffrey's tweeting in and says he says I think it's criminal trespassing. Sure, and that makes sense. Uh, yeah, th- not debating yeah. on
2: whether that's legal or illegal. I am just sure. saying the part the point of the story
1: of everybody so pissed at this guy, like he victimized this family. I mean. It comes off wrong. I'll tell you, I think it's a little too coincidental that he didn't know. That's just my opinion, and I'm purely speculating. $1,000 up for grabs right now. But come on, guys. A TB12 performance safety bubble? The past two weeks of my life have sucked. I can't eat. I can't sleep. I can't even train. We're better than this. You're better than this. We started TB12 to change the way we take care of our bodies, to help people
0: achieve and sustain their peak performance, whatever that means in their lives, Mm -hmm. to keep people on the field. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you this, if I'm gonna play till I'm 65. Jeez. 70. 70. If I'm gonna play till I'm 75, it's because I'm going to fight and die for my right to play this game. Look, we're a team, look around. We've been at this for 15 years. You guys are my date ones. I love you. Muscle pliability, proper hydration. Uh-huh. Now, if you guys want to believe in curses, get the hell out. There's the door right now. Get out. Uh
1: uh-uh. uh. Yeah, I'm not leaving.
0: But not <laughs> not leaving here. Not up here. Not at TV12. Oh, no. no. yeah.
1: Now, Chase. Yeah. Get me out of this freaking bubble, man. Tom, I'm sorry. You're right, but I have a plan B, presenting the TB12 Performance Safety Zone. A much bigger, better bubble that will allow a full range of motion. You can train in there. You can have visiting hours from your wife and kids. So Tom Brady kind of mocking the Madden if you haven't seen those yet they're up for you WRQK.com in the Sandsbury Show section now there's been some history to this like all the way back Madden 07 Sean Alexander gets hurt Madden 08 Vince Young hurt Madden 09 Favre hurt Madden 10 Larry Fitzgerald hurt Madden 11, Drew Brees hurt Peyton Hillis, Madden 12, which by the way is what happens when you let fans vote Peyton Hillis ends up on the cover of one of the most storied and respected video game franchises in the history of video games what a mistake that was by
2: EA dude what a a terrible, terrible mistake by their brand he gets hurt
1: now, Madden 13 Calvin Johnson, Detroit Lions great, doesn't get hurt but the following year i believe when they put adrian peterson on the cover for the 25th anniversary edition hurt
2: i've read that this is about like a 60 40 kind of split yeah, there where it's it's
1: a physical game it's it's all random
2: and i mean let's be real about it like you as a player obviously are coming off one of the better years of your career when you get on the cover of Madden. It's not like they just say, like, all right, we're going to pick you. No, you had a year. Right, you had a year. And obviously that next following year, when you're on the cover of Madden, the NFL season starts, teams are going to be zeroed in on you. Teams are going to know that, like, hey, dude, we got to light Drew Brees up or he's going to light us up. You know what I mean? Like, I I, I I, don't know if it's so much as a curse. It's not a curse. Or is it like everybody's shooting for the best players in the league? That's what it seems like to me.
1: Yeah, I mean that. That's more likely. It's not a curse. There's no such thing as a sports curse.
2: No such thing as any curse.
0: (laughs) That's
1: (laughs) not being adults. (laughs) Yeah, like that's not a thing. But if they put Tom Brady on the cover of this thing, and Tom Brady gets a season-ending injury next year, now he's forty, gonna be forty-one. So it's not unlikely that a forty-one-year-old man could get hurt playing professional football. I'm gonna be forty-one here in like two weeks. I'll get hurt rolling out of bed in the morning. <laughs> like, that's just the way it goes. Now, I hear that Tom Brady's in a little bit better shape than I am, but it's still, from what I understand, football is still pretty physical. It's but my, my point is, if Tom Brady ends up with a season-ending injury, I think it's going to be tough to get guys to do the cover of, of Madden next year. You'll always have somebody with an ego that wants to be in it. Yeah. You'll always have the guy who's like, my kids love this game. I'm now on the cover of it. It's great for that. Like, you'll always have that guy. But I'm telling you, if I was a professional football player and Tom Brady got a season-ending injury being on the cover of that thing, I'd be like, get that the hell away from me. You have any problem with Tom Brady being on the cover of the greatest of all time edition? Goat edition? he's
2: certainly in the conversation. You know what I mean? Like, And if you're going to say... That if there's any player currently in the NFL that deserves to be on that greatest or in that greatest of all time conversation, it's Tom Brady, and no, i I got zero problem with that.
1: I'll probably actually Madden's one of those games I don't buy it every year. It's like an every no need to yeah. It's like an every four or five year thing when the, like some new technology comes in it. But you give me Tom Brady on the cover, you give me the greatest of all time edition and all that stuff. Now my interest is peaked. Now I want a copy of Madden, so I'll probably end up buying Madden this time a round ladies if you're thinking about a sperm bank to get pregnant you need to think twice I'll tell you why next on the Stansbury Show 6-9 welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106-9 I'm hearing from the Canton Repository that Westbound 62 is back open after a crash between a semi truck and a chicken truck I'm sorry, SUV and a chicken truck. But Westbound 62 reopened now. You'll be able to get through there. Should be able to get through there, no problem now.
2: When they say chicken truck, uh, this is like a truck driving live chickens, right? I believe this... I, I Yeah, I would imagine that... I mean, the farm's right there, right? yeah, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I, it, it's not just like... A KFC truck, right? So were there chickens, like, running around? I I, I, I don't know.
1: I didn't hear that.
2: But wouldn't there have to be? I mean, if they're chickens, and you see those sometimes, like you'll be driving down the road, sure, yeah, or, they're, they're on the
1: cages and stuff, uh, making right. noise,
2: and I, I would, one of them is always getting the other one riled up. <laughs> I would assume, I would assume that uh, that that it's a little call back there from a few weeks ago that those chickens had to have gotten out. I'm just surprised we didn't get reports of you know chickens running around. I'm I'm a, I'm a little surprised.
1: I'm just happy sixty two is back open. Actually, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm stuck in the office. I like traffic jams. Right. I know you people hate hearing that, but right. the, the longer you're stuck there, pissed off, the better the show sounds. And I mean, we
2: have to we have to justify Pat Butthole's uh, his, his. We've got to justify his it's, paycheck, dude. If we're gonna, we're gonna pay the guy, we got to make sure that he's out there doing his thing. I feel like you need a laminated list of things
0: <laughs> the boss would prefer you not say.
1: That's going to be number two on it. Yeah. <laughs> number one. Yeah, the D picks the 200 200. Yeah, it's been an issue. <laughs> He's not loud about it. I uh,
2: I would have to assume this was going to Case Farm, so.
1: Yeah, I would I, I would assume so. I don't know that to be true, but yeah, uh, not a, hard to draw that line. So the Cavaliers, game one tonight, Eastern Conference Finals. Indeed. And I would assume that your Cavs' rection, full, well, Pretty big there.
2: Yeah, I mean, as big as it gets. I mean, I don't want to go around bragging about the Cavs' reaction, but it's as big as it gets right now. Um, I know a lot of people are, 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 are you know, concerned about Boston and, and the possibility of, of an injury. And I, I, I agree. I feel like you,
1: if everybody's thinking sweep, then sorry to cut you off, but uh, if everybody's thinking sweep and you're worried about Kelly Olynyk being a dirty player, don't we just? If we're just so sure we're gonna sweep or win in five don't we limit Kevin's minutes then uh, um
2: no because what are you gonna do you're gonna start playing that game of like you're going to let Kelly Olin you know past indiscretions be be the thing that keeps Kevin love off the floor I I think you're you don't you're, like that you're coaching from a place of fear at that point I, I don't think that would be be the right way to do it I feel like it's and, calculated well and I mean you can't necessarily assume that Kelly Olin is going to do something like that again or the opportunity will present itself like that again I think at this point you're almost a little gun shy. You're almost a little bit like, Oh no, I can't love again because that last person hurt me so bad. Close the border. And that's dude, that's a bad way to go about your life. It's not going to, it's not going to lead to, to what you want it to there. So I'm more than, but more, I'll, I'll make that point and still say more than anyone lost, even if the Cavaliers lose tonight, which, you know, I mean, game one on an opponent's floor is a possibility. Um, I'm still going to be more concerned about the concept of an injury than I am. The concept of the Cavs losing it, it, in a seven game. series series, dude, it's not even debatable who the better team is. I mean, I've seen you know Celtics fans on Twitter talking about, oh well, our bench is deeper. Dude, you're playing seven, eight, nine guys. doesn't matter what you got. You got to you... beat
1: us four times. Your bench being deeper can get you one.
2: Right, right. Possibly one. And I said it earlier this morning. I'm sure the Cavaliers game plan number one is to have J.R. Smith all over Isaiah Thomas like, uh, you know, like stink on ish right there. And they're going to have, you know, a, a double team every opportunity that they have there. So I, as long as you can contain him and even if you let him go off, dude, even if he gets even if he gets his and scores 40 points, dude, you, you still. Still don't have another big offensive playmaker. I mean, I know people want to talk about Al Horford, but dude, when it, when it comes down to it, the Cavs are the much more talented team. They're going to rebound better. Um, I, I, they're going to shoot the three ball better. And and one of the big things that you know you you have to factor into every Cavaliers game is who the hell on that
1: team, Boston Celtics, who is going to guard LeBron? That's when I, that's that's a great point because. Somebody list me one player in the Eastern Conference and say he's going to lock down LeBron and say it without uh, laughing to me.
2: I mean, they're going to throw everybody they possibly can. You know, it's going to be it's going to be one of those. You know, we'll do we'll throw Jay Crowder at him, we'll throw Gerald Green at him, we'll throw all these different. You know, but these are these these guys aren't capable of stopping LeBron James when he gets into his mode. So I would look for Kevin Love to come out hot tonight. I would look for Tristan Thompson to be all over the boards. I look for him just to be just just eating them up. And LeBron will kick it into like he's known to do when he needs to do it and that's probably going to be him playing 40 minutes plus of this game but you know you dude you've been on on the beach for the last 10 days you've been resting for over a week now so I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about rust at all when it comes to the Cavaliers tonight I wouldn't think so
1: now I guess there's no guarantee you're gonna sweep I was gonna say like doesn't all this like getting 10 days off before you play in the eastern conference finals doesn't this fly in the face of resting during the regular season? right because you're getting the rest now anyway so what's the difference Um, I think there's
2: a little bit of accumulation effect there where you've got to you know he's got more
1: minutes on his legs than anybody at his age ever Uh, right I mean he's already played more years in. I
2: should say as well. right he's already played more games than Jordan already played more minutes than Jordan so like you have to be calculated with that where you're right you can't number one guarantee that you're going to sweep in the playoffs so if you went into a seven game series there and it's not necessarily like it's not like you're a battery it's not like you can say well I'm going to retreat. Charge in February, and it's still going to be there in April. It's, 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 no, get- you.
1: It's, are like a battery. That's why when you exercise you deplete the finite getting, energy that
2: you have. Dude, are you not paying attention? It's getting through those months. It's getting through those those, you know, January, February, March months of basketball. It's making sure that you're available when you're needed. So I I, I know what you're trying to say there is like, well, dude, you just got off a 10-day break. But yeah, like, How many breaks do you need? Well, dude, I mean, you need a lot. You need more. If you want to be a championship contending team, you've, you have to be smart about when you're playing your minutes.
1: I mean, break from work are restorative by nature. We know that. Okay? And so and the guys carried the league for you know how many ever years or whatever. So I, I'm only gonna bitch so much, but I, I do think it's bad for the NBA. I think the wrestling thing's bad for the NBA. I think when you got huge matchups on TV Saturday night and stars aren't playing, I think it's a bad look because the stories then is that the stars weren't playing, not that the game was any good. You know what I mean? And the league would prefer that the story be as like, oh my god, was that game great?
2: Um, It'll be interesting to see what the uh, what the ratings are from tonight's game. Um, I guess
1: they were really big for that Game Seven Washington Boston game. I guess they
2: were huge, big for Game One of the uh, of the Western Conference Finals as well. So you know, it it
1: just you. I think the Golden State Cavaliers this year's final may break an NBA record.
2: So you're hedging your bets there, of like, well, do I really want the people? Do do I want people watching in February or do I want people watching in June? And I think the NBA has made it pretty clear that like we want our upper echelon talent to be available
1: when they're needed. You know, somebody pointed out to me the other day that I didn't think about, and it makes all the sense in the world. Is that ninety percent of the NBA regular season is when football's on and when football matters, and we know America's just a football country. Like we, that seems to be like our sport. NBA's you know popular for sure, but I don't think it's as popular as the, as the NFL is. And so there's probably something to that. Right. And, and you're getting your,
2: your, I mean, let's be real. You've only got so many hours in the week that you're going to dedicate to entertainment. And of those entertainment hours, you, you only spent have four of them a day right here. <laughs> you only have so many hours you're going to dedicate to sports. And it's like, dude, I mean, I, all day Sunday, I was sitting here watching it. And my wife is going to be pissed if on a Tuesday night, I'm not, you know, I'm not taking TNT care Game of homework. TNT gave me
1: the week, babe. Right, yeah. right. Yeah, I, yeah, you're probably right about that. So you feel like the Cavaliers walk away with the victory tonight?
2: I do feel like the Cavaliers <laughs> win tonight. I feel like LeBron goes crazy tonight, um, and hopefully that is the you know that is the the beginning of the end of the Boston Celtics. There of put that nail in the coffin, dude. You've got eight more wins. And Cavaliers are world champions again. Let's, let's let's get one of them knocked out tonight.
1: Another man out of Akron, Ohio went crazy uh the other day, this time leading to a tragedy, not in a sports victory. We'll get you filled in on that. And also a thousand dollars up for grabs next on the Stansbury Show.
0: Suckers. Ow! The Stansbury Show on Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 1069. Nine ten, you get your next keyword for our workday double pay. That's a thousand dollars in your pocket, man. That's a good way to start the summer, right there. Dude, that's just minutes away. We're in the nine o'clock hour already.
2: Jeez. Yeah. Jeez. Flying by. Yeah, I love that.
1: So nine we'll give you the next keyword. Uh, I should let you know this. Amanda tweeting in and says, "Tell Fantone that Fox Eight was reporting that yes, the chickens were alive in that accident on Sixty Two between that SUV and the chicken truck. Had to be a couple of dead chickens out there, I would assume. I would imagine there was a little bit of cleanup.
2: Chickens running around doing their thing. Yeah, I mean they had to have been going to Case Farms too. I mean, you Just know, get the Italian stallion out there chasing them around, getting them caught. Freeze Pro- lightning. Pro- probably more uh, like the Guatemalan stallion over at Case Farms. But oh hey. my god, Come on okay, now. Oh, Come my on god. Now. oh my god."
1: Now it up! We can see the finish line, man. Don't do that to me. Don't do it. The story out of Akron now where a 76-year-old woman died Tuesday afternoon around 3 o'clock. Police say the woman was found in the kitchen with stab wounds to her chest and abdomen. Rushed to Akron City Hospital where she had later died. Now, the woman's son, 48-year-old Michael uh, Gleisinger, has been charged with her murder, currently being held in the Summit County Jail. In a 911 call, Akron police say a man can be heard identifying himself as the woman's husband. He then identifies the son as being the person who stabbed his wife. Okay. Okay. When the dispatcher asks if his son is still in the house, the man answers yes, adding he's in the kitchen right now and he's crying. Several times during the call, the man can be heard saying, I forgive you, Mike. This is the father then forgiving the oh son for God. stabbing the, 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 his wife to death. Ugh.
2: Hey, oh, dude, what a what a what a what a terrible terrible thing for that old man to have to deal with. Yeah, it'd be
1: awful. Ugh. I it'd be awful to have to call nine one one and be like, my son just stabbed my wife to death.
2: terrible you know I, i you know i guess violence to me i always view it through a younger person's perspective and if you would have told me well this was a 19 year old kid and his 43 year old mom i would you know it's still obviously a tragedy there's there's no debating that um but it would make more sense to me the fact that you stabbed Essentially, you know, an octogenarian that, that it just makes it sadder for some reason.
1: Like old people are going to die. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. But
2: when it's a death like this, it just
1: it's terrible. Dude. To make it to 76, then to be stabbed by your son. Right. I mean, y- yes, I would rather see somebody at 76, 80 years old, something like that, go for natural causes and not to have this happening and to have the dad dude in the moment Ugh. to be able to pull that part of you to forgive another human being, even though it's your child. I like, all right, I'm going to see my mom for Christmas, all right? If at that moment my brother stabs my mother to death, Let's be real about who's stabbing who to death.
2: You know what I mean. Like if Stansberry stabs his mom to death,
1: I will. You know what I mean. I I would at some point I would be able to get to reach the point of forgiving my brother after I'm done high fiving him. But like I, uh, but it, it wouldn't be that day. It wouldn't be that moment. It wouldn't. It definitely would not be when I was on the phone with the cops. Yeah, I
2: feel like I don't know. I mean, it's easy for me to say, well, I'm a forgiving person. But dude, if my brother stabs my mom to death or or any sort of like family stabbing like that. Gonna take
1: me a couple of years to get, to work that one through.
2: If 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 you're lucky, you can work that one through. And uh, dude, now it's an older woman, so you know. But it's not necessarily an easy thing to do to stab somebody to death. You obviously had to stab them like multiple times, hitting hitting veins. Dude, just imagine like the blood in the in, in you, you. So oh. so you, so your your son's sitting there covered in blood. Your wife is bleeding out at the moment, and you still have what it takes—the to wherewithal to, to, for, to make the to call. forgive that guy. I don't know how you
1: do that in that moment. It's awful. That's awful. Dude. I could never do that.
2: Honestly, like, Akron needs a little bit of a break, dude. <laughs> like, that's Yeah, you had the
1: home fire right. the other night. Seven people lose their lives in that. Right. Now you got this going on. This is where the 76-year-old woman was stabbed to death by her own son. He's still, in obviously, being held. He's going to be sent to jail for a long period Forever. of time. Yeah, I hope just looking at your own kid forgiving them for the murder of your spouse <sighs> man that's a tough yeah. tough pill to swallow your next opportunity to win a $1000 with our workday double pay happens
0: right now Stansberry show on rock 1069
1: welcome back to the can'sbury show rock 1069 dude i'm starting to get excited about rock on the range this weekend yeah man yeah this weekend yeah i'm pretty excited about that of good stuff man like that first night is really good Mm -hmm. like that main stage is really good 450 bush 630 Chevelle 810 live 940 Soundgarden wow what a strong opening night oh gojira's playing on the first night too yeah 545 oh might have to go to that and then Sunday obviously the big one Metallica headlining the whole thing out 845 that night that's a pretty good t- day, too. 540 Primus, 715 Volbeat, 845 Metallica. Oh, that's
2: a good, dude, that's a good Sunday night there. Yeah, that's definitely, uh, that's my day. I'm pretty excited about Primus and Metallica alone. I feel like it's worth the drive, so. Dude, it's going to be a good weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
1: That'll be a good time.
2: Is it fair for us to say that um, we're going to be taking some time off around Rock on the range Chair? Yeah. spill the beans there? Yeah, Friday, Monday. The boy's out.
1: We'll, uh, we'll be out Friday and Monday there. I like it. I like that too actually I hate being away from the office but it's that's one of those things I just have to get I have to get over I just have to get over it and realize that that's part of the new model in America today which is more time away from the office versus raises and stuff like that it's just the way of the world now did you see this thing now where uh, where ABC I guess is is uh, at first I had heard it was Netflix Reviving it, but apparently it's ABC bringing Roseanne back, yeah, for nine episodes. I think yeah. this is going to be the new thing that happens as TV's struggling with the cord cutting and driving people to the, you know, to the boxes to watch something that's not competitive or not like debate related, like you know these sports shows or politics or you know like sports themselves. The actual games themselves—that seems to be what's driving eyeballs to TV. I think that that the other thing they're going to do is that whole nostalgia machine thing. You know, South Park made fun of it, you know, with the member berries and that whole thing—is is obviously working.
2: Yes, it is working for now. I mean, you're only going to draw so much blood out of a stone. But I guess really what it boils down to, and and you'll remember Netflix did the, what was it, Fuller House. Fuller House. And, dude, that was one of the most watched things in the history of Netflix, the first episode. Right. And then after that, people just petered off of it like, "Ah, dude, I'm not watching this I have not
1: watched any one of those Fuller House things. I've never, I don't know that. But I didn't love that show, though. Yeah. I, I will watch this.
2: I I loved Roseanne. Big fan of the show. Um, There's a little bit of me that's like... a huge TV show. uh, There's a little bit of me that's like, dude, if I just wanted to watch a white trash family sit around, I would go to Christmas. Open my window? You know what I mean? (laughs) I'd I'd go see some of my relatives there. Um, But it was a good show. You can't deny it. I don't know how they're going to play Dan off, because remember, he died in the final season or the final episode or something like that. He had that massive heart attack. The end of Roseanne. And oh, didn't, yeah, didn't, yeah,
1: I didn't remember that.
2: She won the, the, the lottery, won the lottery right? because of it. Yeah, and that's kind of how the season ended, or the series ended, was like, oh, he, they're not white trash anymore. They're, they're white trash with money. So I wonder,
1: John Goodman's in this, though, right? Oh, because I thought maybe what they would do then is then she spent all the money back to, you know, wherever Illinois again. Right. But if he's in it, because I heard it's, I mean, again, rumors, but the entire cast. Even, um... What's his name from Big Bang Theory? Yeah, Darlene's boyfriend. I don't know how they're gonna do that. I don't. I don't know what the the theory on that is. Apparently, we have a woman in the building who's a huge Roseanne fan. I was walking down the hallway and I was like going to the bathroom. She's like, "Did you hear? Oh my god, they're redoing Roseanne." I was like, "Yeah, pipe down. It's probably it's probably gonna be okay." Um,
2: and this really you know proves that like if you're freaking out about Tim Allen show, it's
1: okay. Somebody's gonna pick it up if it's worth anything. Uh, yes. Is there a show you would like to see resurrected for like an eight, nine episode run the way they're going to do Roseanne?
2: I, uh, I here will, we go. I will no, totally. I will I will piggyback off of what I just said, and I will say Tim Allen show. But I'm not talking about Last Man Standing. Home Improvement. I'm talking about Home Improvement. I think that could be pretty decent. You have all three boys grown JTT up now, though. right? And where where are they with their families? The Tool Man still out there grunting doing his thing. I, I love that show, and I don't care who Tim Allen votes for. Like I legit loved Home Improvement, so I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Home Improvement as my answer there. What do you want to see on the reboot?
1: I And I can't for the life of me figure out why I can't find this show on any of the streaming services. Give me Night Court. Oh, Night Court was good. Where is Night Court? Why is that not on Netflix? Why is that not on any of these? Now, I don't have Hulu. Maybe it is. But I can't believe of all the shows and all the crappy stuff that is compiled in these streaming services, why I can't get Night Court. (sighs) I mean, Cheers ran 13, what was it, 11, 12 seasons or whatever? They probably did enough of that. I mean, it, this is probably better served for stuff that was short lived.
2: Right. Stuff that didn't last as long as it should have. And that's, uh, that's my question with Roseanne is like, well, dude, what are we going to do here?
1: Uh, being a huge West Wing fan, a little bit of what Jimmy Smith's reign as president would have been like versus just him running and then winning. Uh I I w- I would be into that. I was a huge I mean, that honestly West Wing's probably my favorite TV show of all time. So I would like to see a little bit of that again uh keeping with his products a couple of more episodes of a show nobody's ever heard of called Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. I would, I would take a show. few more of those. I, I love that. More new again keeping with the same guy Newsroom from HBO. Give me eight more of those. I'd be into that.
2: I uh we talked about it earlier in the broadcast. I was also a big fan of Walker, Texas Ranger. I feel like Norris probably looking for a... Uh... He's
1: going to be FBI
2: director, oh. Chuck Norris. Whoops. He's busy. I don't know if we got time. For... I
1: don't know if that's actually being kicked around in real circles or if that was just Chuck Norris saying, hey, man, I got water for sale. And by the way, if Trump wants me, i do it.
2: Stansberry. Everything Chuck Norris does is legitimately kicked around in circles. How much Chuck
1: Norris could a Chuck dude, Norris dude, chuck, dude, chuck dude, if Chuck Norris was a Chuck Norris dude, and if he was Chuck Norris? The, the only person that could beat Chuck Norris is Chuck Norris, but Chuck Norris couldn't beat Chuck Norris. It's like, dude, the, the, that guy got popular three years ago online out of nowhere, and it was one of the most annoying trends that's happened online. I don't why that guy became like the social media monster I'll never get. It's like him and, what, uh, Sulu from, like, Star Trek. Like, those two idiots became famous online for doing absolutely nothing. Somebody's telling me, what about House? Let's revive House. I never watched House. I never got the the appeal of that thing. And uh, What, a mean doctor? I mean, I'll just go to the doctor. They're all mean. And wasn't that, like,
2: I mean, House was, like, Four years ago. If for something to be rebooted, for something to be like, hey, it's a nostalgia act, it's got to be gone for more than 10 years. Deep right? in the bag, right? Right. You can't just Otherwise, be you're like... just
1: doing Spider Man. Right. right. Right, right. I mean, what would
2: house, what would, what, everything that you would have done today, Dude, you did three years ago? Give me some
1: cheesy 80s re. Yeah, let's go wheat, like the Fall Guy, right? Give me a few of those. Hardcastle McCormick, Heart to Heart, maybe. Give me some of that. Yeah, like, where are, like, those prime time. Romantic, you know, detective stories. Give me some of those. Remington Steele.
2: Hey, uh, from the '90s. I know Will and Grace is getting the reboots. Yeah.
1: You know, I heard the one girl say it just feels like the like the timing's right for for a Will and Grace. Re- oh, Tommy, this is a good one. Spin City. Oh, would of be Day good. Charlie Sheen. Mash there. reboot might work right now, but Spin City would be good. Um.
2: I saw this, and I don't know if it's 100% true, but uh, that 70s show came out in 99, I believe, and it was 25 years was when it was set, so in 1974. So if we redid that that 70s show right now, that show would be set in 1992.
1: Now, they tried the 80s show, which did not do well, but that 90s show now honestly might be a good idea. What a good idea, Fanto. Yeah. That 90s show. Yeah, I could get behind that. I, I would maybe think about doing that. It just goes to show you—we've talked about this for ten minutes. This is how bad the state of television is right now. I keep saying it, and everybody's like, "You're kidding me? It's the golden age of TV?" No, it ain't. I hear it is. Why they tell you it's the golden age of TV because there's more options, but the options aren't filled with anything good. I bet you, if you went back and
2: watched all those shows you were just talking about—Remington Steele and all that crap—you'd be like, "Man, this was not the golden age either.
1: This was terrible." Oh, yeah, now.
2: Looking at it from revisionist history, of like, no, dude, this stuff from my childhood, that was the best.
1: I mean, I was kidding about heart to heart. <laughs> like, <I> was, <laughs> like That that was legitimately a joke. We'll close out the Sandsbury Show for you. We'll do so next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com, where you can honestly go to the Sandsbury Show section and watch a video that I can't believe I just watched, which there was a journalist in Iraq, and he had a GoPro and it deflects a sniper's bullet. Jeez. Yeah, no, it gets hit by the bullet and deflects it. It's I watched it God, probably 30 times. It's only a minute long. WRQK.com in the Sansbury show section. It's honestly I it's one of those things I can't stop watching. That was an amazing view. Took a lot of really good suggestions on shows that should be resurrected a lot of them. WKRP in Cincinnati was mentioned.
2: I am surprised that radio hasn't gotten another nod, dude. I mean, granted, a lot of people say, well, it's a dying medium. Why would we make a television show out of that? Um, because there's, there's jokes in that. Right. There's so much character in a good radio station like WKRP. You know what I mean? Like, right. you've got you've got so many different characters, so many different stories you can go off of. That's a good, that's a good suggestion for sure.
1: Another guy says Airwolf. <laughs> Let's get that going. Happy Days was another suggestion. A show about the 50s probably would do all right. Yeah,
2: I mean, Make America Great Again, for sure. I just wonder if they would, you know, instead of trying to do a 50s-style Happy Days, would you try to do an 80s-style? Would you try to do a 90s-style? Would you try to do it in that ring? Because, I mean, most people that they're trying to get, you don't remember the
1: 50s. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: It's, not, it's, not the de- it's not the generation that means something to you or the decade that means something to you.
1: An 80s show done the way the Wonder Years was done, I think would be a very good idea because again that's my that's that's mm-hmm. now you get me mm-hmm. at home that's going, yeah, you know what I remember that, and now all of a sudden all these memes that you say in my day we knew where all our friends were by the bikes in the front yard and all that stuff like you get that going on a TV show I think people watch it I mean the Goldbergs have tried to kind of strike in on
2: that, ah. but I mean. Yeah, I don't watch that. Oh, uh, it's pretty funny, dude. Is I, it? Yeah, honestly, I think that's one of the funnier sitcoms that's currently still putting stuff out right now. Okay, so, I mean, right. I'll give it a shot. I'm not like a weekly viewer or anything, but it's a good sitcom in the sense of you can watch a half hour of it and like, okay, it's, it don't gotta it. watch them all. Right, that's it. I can just
1: watch one episode. Uh, this guy's saying, "What about Friends?" And uh, I, I don't think far enough removed. And I think Jennifer Aniston just said the other day that you could never do friends now. She's like because everybody in the coffee shop's going to be on their phone. You know what I mean? Which is a, a pretty easy joke, low hanging fruit there. But
2: in any show, you can't do Seinfeld now because everybody's right. on their phone. You can't do you know. You can say a, that about a, everything, every right? Right.
1: Absolutely. That's why I think older stuff works better. It's because like now, when you see a, a person in a TV show in today's day and age, you'd be like, just Google it, right? YouTube your way right. out of it. Where. The rest was, you know, the back in the day, you didn't have that. Um, somebody
2: brought up Third Rock from the Sun. I think that could be pretty decent.
1: Ooh, yeah, that and, was a know, great show. Yeah,
2: yeah. A good show. And obviously, I think the joke, you know, of, of the alien family could still kind of like you could modernize that pretty easily.
1: I'll go HBO on you and let's bring back Oz. Let's do another Oz. Okay. I think Prison, always uh, a always a yeah. hot button, always a, a, a hot thing for a TV show. I think Oz would be a great view. Um, if if you have never seen Oz, you should go back and watch it. It was an amazing piece of television. Uh, The Wire. Somebody's going to, you know what I mean? Because it's widely considered to be one of the best shows of all time. Uh, but when you get into that, it's like, why?
2: You know what I mean? Like, that's one of like, the best shows of all time. Just let that go. Let art be art. Let, the, let that one go. I
1: am probably more inclined to agree with you there with The Wire because of how much I did enjoy it. I'll, I'll just go back and watch it again. I'm not afraid to watch things that I love over and over again. I've seen Game of Thrones six times. Um, You know, people are going to say, let's do that. It's like, you know, that th- it's not even over yet. Well, you not know even I mean? over they're yet. We're talking about making like a, I don't know if it's a prequel, but like another storyline from the world. I heard that there was going to be like five of them. Like there's like five
2: spinoffs. They're working on Game of Thrones right now, which I, I too that, many as, as a, as a non viewer of the program. I can't I'm like, well, dude, what they should or should not do. But to me, it feels like Star Wars where it's like, dude, you can't keep throwing new crap at us every single year and expect it to be as well-received or as magical to everybody
1: because, I mean... You know, somebody says, isn't Stranger Things that 80s show? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a show based in the 80s, but it's not based about daily life in the 1980s. Right. Goldberg, I forgot about Goldberg's. Right. That is essentially what I was asking for.
2: Right. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, are, are we talking about, like, just taking the concept of the show? Like, hey, it's a show about 20 years ago, and they're new characters. Are we saying, like... Let's reboot this show. Let's have Eric Fez and Hyde out there again. You know what I right. mean? So those those are kind of two different, like taking the concept or actually taking the show and rebooting it.
1: Yeah, it's a very different thing right. there. I um but this is gonna be the trend. I think if you were in a show in the late 80s, early nineties, and you haven't worked in Hollywood in a little while, you gotta be sitting there right now rubbing your hands together like any minute now, the phone's gonna ring, and I'm gonna be back on TV making some money. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9, but stick around for Fishhead as he will get you hooked up with a $1,000 with our Workday Double Pay 1010. 10, you get your next keyword. All will end on this. William uh, writing in, Gilligan's Island. That would actually be a halfway decent thing to resurrect again. So, Aside from that, like I said, we're done. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon.